Good morning, my name is Isaac. Today's Bible passage is from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 7 to 25. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as an offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name, And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority, because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honourably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I urge you to bear with my word of exhortation, for in fact I have written to you quite briefly. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. If he arrives soon, I will come with him to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the Lord's people. Those from Italy send you their greetings. Grace be with you all. Good morning. It's lovely to be back with you again. Um, I hope last week's, last week's meeting with John Irvin was a good experience for you, and I, I trust there's a growing sense of unity and excitement as uh, you move towards a new phase of ministry with Darwin and Deb Agahari. I think it's only, what, about 10 weeks still to go? So uh, we w- wait with bated breath. I thought I'd continue along a similar theme as, uh, as uh, from John Irvin last week. I want to encourage you as you move towards the next phase of ministry. And so I want us to look at the last section of the book of Hebrews, because here in this last section of Hebrews, the author gives us three helpful habits, uh, three habits that will help us as Christians and three habits that I believe will help us as a church as we move forward into the next phase of ministry with Darwin and Ted. Let's ask God to help us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, do please help us as we look at your word now to understand what it says. We pray that you will equip us uh, to be faithful and to be well prepared for Darwin and Deb as they come and as we move forward as a church. We pray in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Of course, the, the habits that you have make a big difference to who you are, uh, don't they? Um, I'm learning this certainly as I move into my mid-50s now. It's uh, hard to call it early 50s anymore. Uh, it used to be that I could get away with eating whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. I could uh, stay up all night. I could do all kinds of bad habit sort of things. Not anymore. Now I need to eat healthily. I need to get to bed at the same time each night. I need to read a book rather than watch TV before I go to bed. Otherwise, everything starts to fall apart. It's very important to have good habits. And uh, in this book of Hebrews, uh, as I say, in this last section, uh, the author gives some good habits for Christians as they move forward. Now, as you may know, this book of Hebrews is written to some Jewish Christians, uh, Jewish people who've put their trust in Jesus. But they've been facing some trouble, some persecution, and they're being tempted to give up on Jesus and go back to just being Jews. To, to stop being Jewish Christians and just be Jews again. Now, the author wants them to stick with Jesus, doesn't want them to go back. And so right through this book, what he's done is he's showed them how Jesus is better than Old Testament Judaism. He's a better revelation from God. Jesus is a better priest and a better sacrifice. He's the mediator of a better covenant. Jesus does more for us than the Old Testament could ever do. Full forgiveness, full transformation, full access into the presence of God. The author has written to get his readers to stick with Jesus. And as I say, here in this last part of the book, he's got three helpful habits to uh, help them to stick with Jesus. So first, helpful habit. Uh, the author starts off by talking about the original leaders of the church. He wants his readers to remember the original leaders that the ones who first told them about God's message of Jesus. Who are these original leaders? Well, actually, uh, if you jump back to uh, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3, it'll tell you. So let me read it to you, Hebrews 2 verse 3. If you happen to have a Bible in front of you, uh, you can have a look with me, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3. Or if you've got God on your telephone there, you can, uh, you can find Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. The author writes... Uh, this salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Did you get that? The original message came from Jesus and was confirmed to that church by those who heard Jesus. In other words, this was a church started by the original apostles of Jesus, that the ones who saw Jesus with their own eyes, who heard Jesus with their own ears. Uh, the, the first leaders of this church of Jewish Christians were the apostles. And, and here in chapter 13, the author of Hebrews wants his readers to remember those apostles. And he also says he wants to think about, he wants them to think about how the, the, the apostles persevered to the very end, even when it meant martyrdom. So Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7. Have a look with me. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7. He says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Okay, remember the original apostles. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. They need to remember the original apostles. Imitate their faith. Why? Because Jesus doesn't change. Jesus stays the same. 
And that means the Christian faith stays the same. The message about Jesus stays the same. The original apostolic message is still true because Jesus stays the same. Verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus stays the same, so the message stays the same, And so the author wants them to remember their original leaders, the apostles. Stick with their message. He says, don't be led astray by any other messages. And then he goes on to repeat the sort of thing that he's been saying all the way along through the letter. He says, Jesus is better than Old Testament Judaism. We have something in Judaism that the Jew, in in Christianity, in Jesus, that the Jews never had. He says, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to be a Christian. you'll You'll get trouble. But you've got to persevere because Jesus is better. From verse 9. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It's good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. Not by eating ceremonial foods which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. In Jesus. Better than the Old Testament. Uh, but it's going to be tough. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we're looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Friends, here's the first helpful habit. They need to stick to the original. Keep to the original message about Jesus as it was given by the apostles. Don't be led astray by false teaching. Don't be led astray by persecution or trouble. Stick with Jesus. Now, I've got an action for you to help you to remember this first habit. Okay, here's the first habit. Uh, Keep to the original. Keep to the original. Can you do that with me? Can you do that with me? It's just keep to the original. This is meant to be a book. I'll show you why later on. Okay? Keep to the original. Okay, so three helpful habits. Habit number one, keep to the original. The author goes on to talk about a second helpful habit. He calls on his readers to cooperate with their current leaders. The apostles by this stage, most of them have been killed. But he wants them now to cooperate with their current leaders, to to obey them as they teach from God's original message. He says these leaders are accountable before God. He believes they're faithful. He believes they're sticking with the original apostolic message. And so he says they're worthy of your confidence and they need your cooperation. Work with them, not against them. That'll make life easier and it will benefit the readers. Verse 17. Have confidence in your leaders. This is now the current leaders. And submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. For that would be of no benefit to you. Okay, so that's the second helpful habit. Cooperate with their leaders. Um, I've got an action to go with it. Cooperate. Cooperate with the leaders. 
Okay, so you can remember we, we've got three helpful habits. Three helpful habits. Habit number one was? Stick to the original. Stick to the original. Habit number two? Cooperate with the leaders. Cooperate with the leaders. Uh, the author now gives a third helpful habit. He asks the readers to pray for him. He's trying to be faithful to the original apostolic message about Jesus, and he'd love to be with them. He'd love to help. He'd love to be with them and help them. And so he asks for prayer. Verse eighteen. Pray for us. We're sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honourably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. And now he prays for them. Verse twenty. Now, may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. He's got some final greetings. And then he prays again that God's grace will be with them. Verse 22. Brothers and sisters, I urge you to bear with my word of exhortation. For in fact, I've written to you quite briefly. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. If he arrives soon, I'll come with him to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the Lord's people. Those from Italy send you their greetings. And then notice again a prayer. Grace be with you all. So there's a third habit. Third habit. Pray. Can you, can you guess the action? Pray. Pray, pray, pray. Okay. So what do we got? We got three helpful habits. Three helpful habits. Habit number one. Stick to the original. Habit number two, cooperate with leaders. Habit number three, pray. You can sort of do it all quite nicely, can't you? All with, all with your hands there. Okay. So those are the three helpful habits. Stick with the original, cooperate with faithful Christian leaders, and pray. Let's think about applying this passage to ourselves, because I reckon, friends, these same three habits can be very helpful to us as individual Christians and as a church as well. These three habits will help us. First, we need to hold to the original apostolic message about Jesus. Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday and today and forever. He still hasn't changed. And so the message about him still hasn't changed. And so we need to keep to the original we need to stick with the original apostolic message. For us, of course, we find that in our Bibles. That's why I gave you the symbol of the book. Uh, we find that in our Bibles. We find that message in Scripture. I know it sounds obvious, but Christians should be Bible readers. We should use the Bible in church, in Bible study, at home by yourself, in family devotions. That is where we find the original message the message that can save us, the message that is true. For them, back in the days of Hebrews, sticking with the message meant going against their culture. It meant getting into trouble. It meant being considered a fool. And more and more that is true in our culture, isn't it? If we stick with the original message, people will think we're crazy, immoral. The temptation will be to go along with the sexual mores of today or, or, or the idea that uh, Jesus is not the only way. But friends, we need to stick to the original. 
Uh, my children play piano. And one thing I've noticed, there's a very, very big difference between jazz piano and classical piano. Uh, my son Joel, you've met my son Joel, he preached here I think uh, a year or so ago. Uh, my son Joel likes to play jazz. And the thing about jazz, you never play it the same way twice. You, you improvise, that's the word that they use, the musical term. And so Joel will be playing away. Uh, I'll come along and uh, I'll say, uh, Joel, where, where, where's the music that you're playing from? He'll say, there's no music. I'm just making it up as I go. Okay? I, he sounds great. He sounds great to me. But friends, it doesn't work that way with classical piano. A, a while ago, one of my other sons, Joshua, sat his grade eight AMEB exam. He had to play four songs, and the expectation was that he play what the music says. The exact notes, at the right pitch, at the right time. No room for improvising in his grade eight exam. The job was accurately play the song as it is written. Friends, the message about Jesus, it's not a jazz piece. It's not for us to improvise on. It's not for us to modernize or contemporize or, or, or tone it down or pretty it up. Jesus does not change. And so the message about him does not change. And so our habit should be stick to the original. Friends, I hope you care about accuracy when it comes to the Christian faith. I hope you're people who care that what you believe is the truth. So, keep your Bible open. In fact, can I encourage you, bring a Bible to church. Don't, don't rely on the screen, it could be wrong. Okay? Don't, don't rely on the preacher, he could be telling you false things. Bring your Bible and check that what you're hearing is what in fact is said in Scripture. Can I encourage you, I know this is very, very old-fashioned, bring a book Bible. Okay? Because if you've got your telephone Bible open, you'll get messages and you'll get other things and you'll be distracted the whole time, okay? Bring a book Bible and compare what you hear with what God says in the original. Okay, so that's habit number one. Habit number one is? Stick to the original. Stick to the original. Very good. What was the second habit? Stick to the original and can anyone remember? Cooperate with the leaders. Cooperate with leaders. Uh, in our church, we have a plurality of leaders. We have a staff team, elders, Bible study leaders, youth leaders, Sunday school teachers. Uh, friends, I've been here uh, more than a year now. I've done uh, lots of work with your leaders. And can I, can I say, they are trying hard to be faithful to Jesus and his word. Uh, these last few years have been difficult. They've been hard. But your leaders do want to be faithful. And they appreciate your support and they appreciate your encouragement. And I know that Darwin and Deb will also appreciate your cooperation and support and encouragement. It's not going to be all that easy for them. They're going to face challenges as they come here to serve you. It's not just a new job for them. No, no, no. They are leaving behind a church and friends and family that they've been part of for decades. They're actually leaving Darwin's parents behind who are currently living with them. They're moving house, they're moving suburb, they're uprooting their children, they're changing schools. 
And they're going to face cultural challenges as well. Their previous church was made up mostly of younger people from Indonesia. It's going to take adjustment. Everything is changing in their lives. They're changing everything to come and serve you. Now, friends, I don't want to be a whinger. But out there in the world, most people don't think much of Presbyterian ministers. If I'm in a conversation with someone and I tell them I'm a Presbyterian minister, that is usually the end of the conversation. They cannot wait to get away from me. People out there think that Presbyterian ministers are hypocritical, lazy, greedy, foolish, homophobic child abusers. That's discouraging. It's why so few people want to be Presbyterian ministers. But you know what, friends? It is nowhere near as discouraging as having to face conflict and unfair criticism and opposition from people in the church that should be supporting you and having confidence in you and making your ministry a joy and not a burden. There is nothing that sucks the life and joy out of ministry more than conflict. There is nothing that hinders ministry more than division and internal opposition. Now, I'm not saying you should stop being discerning. We, we need to be discerning. That was the first point. Stick with the original. Check what you hear. Make sure that what you're hearing is from Scripture. Check everything against God's Word. Bring your Bible. I've already said all of that. But to the extent that what you hear from leadership is in line with God's word and is seeking to further the gospel, we're looking for your cooperation. We're looking for you to work with us to be on the same team. And friends, let me lay out what that's going to mean. Uh, friends, this church needs to change. That, that's no different from any other church. But this church needs to change. If I were to come here, there would be lots of changes that I would want to make. When Darwin comes, I'm sure he will be much more diplomatic than I would be. But he will need to make changes. He will need to help you look forwards and not backwards. And friends, Darwin needs your support. He needs you to show him love and respect. And I was so encouraged to read a whole heap of the feedback from the, uh, from the meeting last week with so many people committing themselves to encourage Darwin and to love him and to support him. He needs you to show him your love and your respect. He needs you to trust him as he makes changes because he's going to make some changes that you won't like. He's going to make some changes that will be costly to you. He will change things that you think are important. You need to support him even if you can't see the value in the changes that he brings. You need to support him even if those changes you think are for the worse or that, that you have to make sacrifices in. Even if it means taking away things that you like, you need to support him. But most of all, most of all, the thing that would most encourage Darwin and that would be most helpful for you is this. For you to listen to God's word as he teaches it. For you to take God's word seriously. And for you to work hard to put it into practice in your own life. To obey God's word as it is taught to you week by week. And to strive together to live for Jesus. 
Friends, can I say as a minister, that is what makes ministry a joy and not a burden, is to see people change their lives in accordance with God's word. It's a good habit. It'll bring blessing to you and your church. All right, can you remember? We've got how many habits? Three habits. What was the first habit? Stick to the original. Second habit was? Cooperate with leaders. Part of cooperating with the leaders is doing the actions with me. Okay? All right. How many habits? Three habits. First habit was? Stick with the original. Second habit? Cooperate with leaders. Excellent, excellent. I'm not doing it for no reason. It's to help you remember. Okay? Sometimes doing actions, apart from waking you up, okay, help you, helps you to remember. Third and final habit. Can anyone remember what it was? Third and final habit. Pray, pray. Are you praying regularly? We've had, we've had a terrible year at Chatswood this year. Uh, we've had eight of our key long-standing members in our church die this year. And uh, apart from being tragic, they've been friends now of mine for 25 years, what I've really noticed is that we've lost some of our key prayers. Here were people that I knew were praying for me and praying for our church day by day. Last week we had a Thanksgiving meeting uh, for our church. We had lots of people there and we, went, we looked at all of the, the photos of the people who died and I put the challenge before the congregation, who's going to take up the mantle? Who, who's going to take the place of these prayers and pray for us and pray for our church? Do you pray regularly? Do you ask God, like the author of Hebrews here does, to equip you to live for Jesus? You're praying for your family. You're praying for your church. You're praying for your Bible study leaders. You're praying for your children's leaders. You're praying for the ministry team. You're already praying for Darwin and Deb, I hope. Not easy to keep up the habit, is it? Very easy to let prayer slip off the agenda. I suspect very few Christians pray with any real discipline or regularity. I know for myself, I find it really difficult to keep up a life of prayer. But the reality is we're not going to make it to the end by ourselves. By ourselves, we're not going to be able to resist the temptations and overcome the obstacles and face the persecutions that this world is offering. By ourselves, we're not going to keep boldly praising Jesus in front of a world that opposes us. We need God's help, and so we ought to pray. I love that expression in Colossians chapter 4, verse 12, where Paul says that Epaphras, he says, Epaphras is always wrestling in prayer. The Greek word sounds like agonizing in prayer. That's what prayer feels like to me sometimes, agonizing. Agonizing in prayer for the Colossian church that they'll stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. It's not easy, this side of heaven, to keep praying. It's a wrestle, it's a struggle, it's a bit of agony. But will you commit yourself to do it and to not give up? Have you given up? Start again. Start again. Pick it up. Pick it up again today. Make it a priority. Set aside a regular time. Pray. Okay, friends, can you remember the three helpful habits? Three helpful habits. Can you remember what they are? 
stick to the original. Pray. Let's pray now. Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for these habits that can be helpful to us. Thank you that Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. Thank you that the message about Jesus has not changed and it can still save us and give us a place in heaven. Will you please help us to stick to that original message of your grace to us in the Lord Jesus? Will you please raise up leaders among us who will stick to this truth and faithfully teach us and guide us? We thank you for the leaders that we have. Will you please strengthen them to continue and to help us? We pray, Heavenly Father, that we would all take on the mantle of praying, asking you for your help. And we pray that by your grace, through these habits, we might at the last day stand right with you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.